This is Untitled Podcast Transition with Stoya and Mitch, brought to you by Riffopolis Podcast Network. All right, welcome to um, Untitled Transitional Podcast, either episode three or kind of episode one. Or, like, numbers are a human construct, so we can just kind of... <laughs> As our podcast. Be like, it's the transitional podcast. We've gone off the numbers system. We'll re- revisit it later. All right. That's fair. We can, we'll revisit the numbers system. Um, this is a, this is a, the first uh, we're, that we're doing this podcast uh, and, and person. Stoya has uh, graced Los Angeles with her presence, although she's been hiding out in the valley, <laughs> uh, sneaking around. Really, you wouldn't. You'd have to like. You'd, you'd have to. You'd have to catch her for the few minutes that you know she goes out. <laughs> you mean the one four-minute run I made to get cigarettes? Because otherwise, I can only cope with Southern California if I'm like I'm in Mitch's bubble. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, yeah, I guess that would count, yeah. Yep. And uh, and the two restaurants that were uh, suspiciously fast with the food. Like, very. Like, absurdly, absurdly fast. Like, what do you want for your drink orders? Are you ready to order? Yeah. And get food at the same time as the drink and be like, the fuck? Happened twice now. So, weird, weird madness. Um, so, it'd be a very brief, you'd, you'd have to catch her the brief moment she was at the restaurant. <laughs> And then maybe, I don't know. Luckily, uh, nobody, no, none of the wait staff or anything was like, Hey, I know you. So that, Oh, that's always awkward. Yeah. Does that happen a lot in New York at all or not a lot? Um, just like almost always at the most inconvenient times. Mm. So like there's, there's this guy that I met in Barnes and Noble and he's awesome. Um, <sighs> But he uh, he came up to me in Barnes and Noble and he was like, "Hey, are you Stoya?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Oh, I have this article that one of my friends wrote about women in professional professional wrestling, and I bet you would really like it." And so I was like, "Okay, I'll read your article." And I stood there in the middle of the bookstore on his phone reading his friend's article, and it was it was. It was absolutely something that I liked. Um, and then we talked for like another half an hour. And then I was like, I <laughs> left to get cat food <laughs> and got distracted. Why a bookstore? Ended up at the bookstore. Yeah, yeah, that could happen. I've been here for half an hour. There's a pixel cat at home who is thoroughly convinced he's going to starve to death because I didn't get cat food on the way home last night. And did not run my errands efficiently this morning. Uh-oh. Yeah, cats freak out about the food. They really do. They do. I mean, more so than dogs. Dogs are pretty much just happy to see you. But cats, I feel like, will cut a bitch. They like that. They know. They're like, uh, you're forgetting something. My yeah. food dish. And they meow and they claw. Uh, Brocky likes to jump up, up on my desk and block my screen and then press random keys on the keyboard. Um, so far, he's not managed to program anything, but, you know, still adorable to watch cats on keyboards. Yeah. Um, so, uh, right, right off the bat, how does it, uh, do you, do, do you miss SoCal at all? The LA area? <coughs> um, <laughs> it's, um, it's, um, it's warm. Yeah. Not lately, but yeah, usually. Yeah. And, um, um, it would be 
convenient because you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> All right. You know you, that about settles. You, you know, you know, post traumatic yeah, yeah. stress. Yeah, I, I, I get it. You I know, get it. have it. Yeah, it, it does all yeah. these weird things. Um, and literally, my psychiatrist has a short and by no means comprehensive list of avoidance behaviors mm. that I engage in, and the entirety of Southern California is on that list. Mm. Okay. Yep. Fun fun fact for the listeners at home: Stoya has never driven a car. Or did you did you you tried to park one or something? Maybe in a parking lot there was like a I've, I've, like you've touched the gas pedal maybe I've once. I've driven a few cars. Um, oh okay. There was oh gosh, there was the one guy who, in retrospect, I think was trying to date me. Mm. And this is I must have been like twenty. And he took me to a party up in the hills in Hollywood mm. and then let me drive his Lotus oh. back down the hill. And I was like, you so know, just I've, hold the wheel and press the ga- or brake pretty much. But yeah, yeah, still scary. But I was like, you know, I've had like an entire Dixie cup of straight whiskey this evening. Right. <laughs> and you're still going to let. OK, cool. Um, and I didn't run that car into anything. Which is probably really good. That's good. That's good. And that's, I think, the only car I've ever driven that I haven't either run into something or nearly run into something. Mm-hmm. And I just don't drive. She does not have a driver's license. Has never had a driver's license. Yes, I've I've given up on driving. Yeah, which is you know it's getting a little bit easier in in LA because of the Ubers and the Lyfts and whatnot. Lyft uh, makes things really easy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know. Up until just a few years ago, it was like you were a mad person if you lived in LA and didn't have a car. It was like, well, how do you, how do you You couldn't even just call like a yellow cab either. No. Like if you called from an out of state number, they wouldn't connect your call. Jesus. (laughs) It was such a thing. That's, uh, yeah, you don't want that. All right. Well, so she does not miss LA. All right. No. That's fine. That's fine. All right, so uh, I guess we gotta we gotta talk about the uh, elephant in the room. Why are we not going by the uh, title that we did before? And it's not just because it's been a year and a half since we did one of these. Well, a year and a quarter, I guess. It was November 2015. Turns out, so yes, you know the holidays happened, and then all of 2016 happened, and uh, I don't think that was a good year for almost anyone. So, yes, elephant in the room. Uh, why is this episode not titled the same as the others and has a different cover? And um, is it called transitional? And why untitled? Because some stuff changed. Um, stuff where I'd have to look up an email from a legal firm to... <laughs> see how much I'm able to say and not say about what I'm able to say. Mm. Um, That's really complicated. A bunch of really complicated stuff happened. Okay. Can we talk about one of the complicated things? (laughs) Sure. Can we we talk what you're no longer associated with? Or do I not say the name? Um, It makes me so nervous. Uh. Fair enough. (laughs) 
I don't know either. I'm no lawyer. I have no idea. So we're building a new thing. Yeah, that's the more exciting thing. Yep, very exciting. And we have to come up with a pun on it that works for a podcast title. Yeah. So yeah. then we can have a titled podcast again. Yeah. Uh, the the title of the new project, well, there's actually quite a few of them, but the, the primary one is Zero Spaces. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do we... Uh, we joked about calling the podcast Zero Faces because, you know, it's an audio podcast and all. But that's mostly because I'm not very creative and that was the first thing I came up with. But uh, we'll take suggestions from you, uh, people at home. Totally will. And can we talk about how much naming stuff sucks? <laughs> <laughs> naming stuff, making logos for stuff, coming up with a uh, with associated colors for stuff. These are all – actually, the colors part was pretty easy. I think we got through that pretty quick. Yes. We had colors before we had a name. We did. And we had several <laughs> names. And some of the names we're going to have to use for other projects. And we've got – we if, the, the first name. only we, to save ourselves the pain of coming up with more names. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A uh, lot of names. A lot of names got thrown around. And then you, you get into that thing where you're like, ooh, this would be great. And then you find out somebody registered that domain 10 years ago and hasn't done anything with it. And you're like, is it worth five grand or do we just keep thinking? I don't, I don't think any domain is worth five grand. <laughs> like I just, something about it gets under my skin in a very like, I knew what the internet was when everything was like BBSs <laughs> and news groups. <laughs> like. Yes, I should have invested in domains in my in my early twenties, but oh, God. or my late teens, I guess. When, but back then they were really expensive. Like it was like a hundred and something dollars for a fucking domain. Yeah, you couldn't just. But now we've got this sort of. I'm I'm making a motion with my hands where I feel like if I knew more about math, I would know what the name for this is. Um, uh, it's like a reverse bell curve. It looks like exactly. Yeah. So like. So she's making it, it would, each side peaks and then it comes down in the middle as opposed to a bell curve where it starts at the bottom and goes up in the middle and then goes back down. And on a good day with all those like, those GoDaddy emails, those constant GoDaddy emails. <laughs> 40% off your next order. <laughs> like every day. Uh, on a good day with those, then you can register domains for like practically nothing now. Yeah. Yeah. But that means they're all registered. Yeah, yeah. So then you're all the way on the other peak, which is terrible, where it's like you want how many thousands of dollars for what? Yeah, it's a real uh, it's a pain in the ass. And you got to – I mean that's – that was the, the – it doesn't seem like people are doing it anymore, but there was a period there for like four or five years where people were just like, well, I want this word, so I'll drop a vowel from it. And that was like – we were fine, like flicker, you know what I mean? Um yeah. I can't remember any other ones suddenly. <laughs> but Tumblr. they were all Tumblr. Tumblr's a good one. Yeah, there you go. Um, and you don't really see that anymore. People are. Tinder was in the middle or towards the end of that, right? But they have a they have the full title. Oh, do they? I'm yeah. thinking of Grinder, maybe. Yeah, Grinder, I do believe. Yeah, okay. I think Grinder did drop the E, which does make you wonder who had Grinder.com before and for what? You could ask the web archive. Yeah, I could look it up, but what's the point? It's no fun. No. That's an exercise for the reader. It'll be fun. So, um, well, let's talk zero spaces for a moment here. Sweet. Um, 
What's the what's the? <laughs> I feel like I'm interviewing about a thing that I already know the answers to, but. <laughs> Most people are going to probably right off the bat say, what the fuck does zero spaces mean? That's kind of the entire point. Um, you, you, the Mitch, would totally believe because you were there for all of it. But you, the listener, would not believe <laughs> how hard it was to find like every single freaking word. It's like, oh, uh, genocide. Oh, um, super horrible atrocity. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, tiny, yeah. tiny native tribe in the, I want to say it was the Northwest. It was, but, no, it's uh, mid California, mid, mid area, like central California. Okay. You know? There was, yeah, there was one that we came up with that was, I, I can't remember it now and it wouldn't matter, but there was one that we came up with that was like, oh, that sounds really cool. And it like, it was easy to spell and it was like, oh, that's neat. There's nothing about it that's going to remind anyone of anything horrifying. And you Google it and, like, nothing came up. But then you type it into Wikipedia, which was mis- the mistake I made and or the saving grace because now we don't have to – we didn't go through all the trouble of working with that name and then having to change it. But I was like, let me just see what Wikipedia says about it. And turns out that was the name of this this uh, Native American <laughs> tribe in Central California that uh, are particularly prosecuted. So it was like, it's kind of the, the plight of them. And it was like, oh, well, we can't, yep, we can't go yep. using that for porn. No. Can't do that. And then I spent literally three days trying to figure out, like, is there a way to reach out without being inherently offensive? And be like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I remember what it deal, like 5% of the profits. <laughs> I remember now it was Hello Pomo. Yeah, and they were the Pomo people. Yeah, because the uh, the word Pomo, if you, you know, written in lowercase, looks a lot like porno. And so I was like, well, that's kind of fun. Um, <coughs> but but you know, obviously, you get the Pomo people. It sounds really offensive to be like, hello, Pomo, you know, and yeah. <laughs> here's some porn. Uh, like, Dear <laughs> Pomo tribe. I have a pornographic video company <laughs> that I would like to name the same name as your tribe. But for an entirely different and much more exciting reason. <laughs> is there is there any way for this not to be like one of the worst things a person could be emailing you about? Nope. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. even if they were like, oh, yeah, we sign up. It's fine. Go ahead and do that. Anybody who were to do some cursory uh, Google slash Wikipedia-ing would just create that. Even if we were like, no, we got permission. Then it's like, oh, there you are, the white man taking advantage. of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> just no way to win. Um, but zero spaces? There's no uh, – on the one hand, nothing offensive about it. On the other, quite wide open. You can kind of be whatever you want. I love that, though. Yeah. Like, very wide open makes sense for pornography. Um mm-hmm. It's it's silly putty or clay if you like. It's <laughs> you do with it what you will. It makes you ask questions. Yes. It lets you be your own inner Socrates instead of instead of being Socrates. F- philosophical porn then? Um Oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, we're gonna do philosophical porn as well. Whatever you're into, we'll find a Find a way to do that. Make that happen. No, we're going to be constantly going over things in pre-production and trying to root out the philosophy in it. Yeah. 
Which is, you know, you think, you know, porn is just turn on the cameras and everybody fucks. But there's a lot of philosophy that goes into it, you know, behind the scenes that uh, that nobody wants to talk about. But, you know, <laughs> we're not afraid to discuss the philosophical uh, implications of hardcore pornography. I know you're making a joke, <laughs> but I still have to respond to it. By all means. <laughs> There's a whole lot of philosophy that nobody thinks about except for the, like, super extreme anti-porn feminists. And then when they talk about it, they come, like, jumping down everyone's throat. But there's a lot of philosophy that goes into porn. It's just default. Nobody questions it. Or at least <clears throat> um, to, to be entirely fair, I should say at least it does not appear as though – Anyone in the giant empire that has a chokehold on professional production companies in the U.S. questions it at right, all. Right. Um, and then there are lots of smaller entities that do question it and question it plenty and been questioning it for a decade or whatever. But with that one, with that one entity having such a chokehold, it's just really hard to get anywhere. Well, it's like, uh, <clears throat> Your your series that you you had um, that's still your series uh, graphic depictions. Yes, that would be that's it's very easy to look at that and say okay, there's more to it than just like okay, cameras and fuck. Like there was like you know a, I was trying like a really plot structure. And I such. was trying really hard to just do cameras and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get all like in your head and you're like, well, no, but that's not fun enough. Like <laughs> I need to, I need to. But why cameras and porn? <laughs> so so um so what we're really saying is zero spaces makes you ask questions like the title itself makes you ask questions like <laughs> what is this and then you get to feel a little bit like stoya there for, you go for a minute that's uh there you go and you'll 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 have some there'll be some answers like we're aiming for a summer release uh, there'll be some answers, uh, and uh, probably a lot more questions. <laughs> <laughs> so many more questions. Um, but that's, you know, listen, the exploration of questions and answers, that's, that's really what it's about. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> bringing, bringing like, you know, like quality and, and, and workmanship back into porn. Yeah, which I'm super into. Um, quality, craft, quality. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Here, uh, I don't. I, I'd say hopefully you're not disappointed, but I feel like the the kind of person that would be disappointed probably wouldn't get it any damn way. So I don't know. I'm excited as well. I'm excited to see uh, where we go with it and such. I'm sort of tempted to just set everybody's expectations extremely low. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, you can do that now. We haven't really done anything yet, so. <laughs> It'll change once, like, you know, once once some some wheels, some more wheels are in motion and things start getting made and things like that, then that's where the excitement sets in. So, yes. Yeah. And then we'll we'll actually update the podcast with an actual title. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll update the podcast with an actual title uh, and and we'll we'll update you as things go. So it'll be kind of a behind the scenes <laughs> 
<laughs> the, like, uh, the second transitional one can be Stoya rants for an hour about exactly how much legal paperwork is required to start a business. It's insane. Yeah, you've been dealing with a lot of that, I noticed. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I think between uh, the getting out of your house, getting on a plane, setting up business meetings, talking to lawyers, I forgot that we were going to do a podcast this weekend, but Stoya <laughs> reminded me. And normally that's something I would do, but Stoya is in like super responsible adult mode this weekend. So uh, that's why we're doing this. You can <laughs> you can thank her for remembering this shit. There uh, might be an actual checklist somewhere. Um, well, they're, they're, I mean, I'm also sort of organized. We do have um, some audience, audience questions um, that came in. Uh, appreciate those. Feel free to keep sending them. You go to riffopolis.com, <laughs> R-I-F-F-O-P-O-L-I-S.com, and uh, click over to the the episode itself or the uh, <laughs> podcast page, and there'll be a way to send messages. And, uh, yeah, if you send messages through there. Ideally, send them to me. Um, she gets enough email as it is. Uh, so if it asks you who to, who you're trying to message, just, just pick Mitch and, uh, you know, I'll look over it. Um, I willfully don't read my mail. Yeah. So if you want a response or you want us to talk about it on the podcast, that'd probably be your, your better bet here. Okay. So we have a question from David. Uh, he was wondering, what would you change about your porn career if you could go back and do it again? Would you be a contract or freelance girl? Uh, would you represent yourself or find a traditional agent or anyone in particular? It appears that not understanding the business of porn is one of the biggest problems someone just getting in could have. At least it seems that way from my outside perspective. Thanks for taking the time to read my message. I'm sure you get hundreds. Very nice of David. Uh, David, so. thank you so much for attaching not a single dick pic. Yeah. That is great. Um, there was a lot of that um, in the support um, emails on the uh, the old site. It was uh, quite a few people decided that, hey, love the site. Also, here's my dick. <laughs> yeah. And one of them. People just uh, do that. They well, just. My they favorite just, was like, the guy who wanted to you to send it back because he had lost your he had lost it. So he's like, hey, could you go find that dick pic I sent you? Yeah, but then like a week then like a week later he sent this other message that was like, I don't remember sending any of those. I think I might have a mental illness. I'm going to go see a therapist. And it's like, oh, no, I feel bad laughing at you. <laughs> so, David. All right. Uh, let's start with um, – I mean, what would be the number one thing? Is there a number one thing you'd change if you went back to start I'm, all over again? I'm doing this entire thing utterly out of order. Okay. Do so, it in order. It appears that not understanding the business of porn is one of the biggest problems. <coughs> Jeez. Someone just getting in could have. That's, that's accurate. Um, that's sort of the problem with getting into any business for the first time is how do you figure out how to understand it? Yeah. Um, so any thinking rational person could research what do all of these other people who have done this business that I'm about to get into have to say about it? Um, 
the problem that is fairly unique to porn is that it changes so quickly that like if if I were going to play the like were I to have it to do over game it wouldn't tell anyone thinking about starting in porn now anything about what they should do like hmm. contract um contract performers are on a completely different model now when i started it was basically like a 360 sign here we own you for the next however many years um that's it right and then maybe they send you on other jobs not other jobs shooting more hardcore video but like magazines and stuff like that right right um walking billboard stuff yeah and now um now there's like wicked still does their thing but from what i understand the model is much more like vixens or whatever gets their their contract person for some period of time um i think it's I think the first one for Vixens was Kendra Sunderland. Okay. The Name webcam girl from the library. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Um, so I imagine that her deal is a little bit unique, but much more of the contract deals that we're seeing are like one year, just like limited, limited deals. So like contract girl doesn't even mean the same thing anymore. Right. Right. Um, is still agents. There are still agents. Um, there are still agents. <laughs> <laughs> she looks deep in contemplation there. So that was the uh, <laughs> like dot dot dot. Um, what was the? Let's see. Um, there was the Disney movie about the woodland creatures. Yes, Thumper. Thumper the rabbit and either he would say or someone would say to him, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. It's been a long time since I saw Bambi, but yeah. that, that sounds familiar-ish. Yeah. I mean, it's a, that's a, it's a thing your grandma's supposed to tell you. Yeah. Well, that movie might be as old as our grandparents. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fair. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if that's. I don't think that's where it came from, but who knows? Could be. I guess. Yeah. Um, um, tropes just show up like that. The the short answer for all of David's other questions is: if I had known what it was going to be like, I would never have signed a contract, and probably wouldn't have done more than a couple of videos for fun, because the fame aspect of it is not what I signed up for at all whatsoever. Um, and I have never managed to be anything better than mildly resentful of it. Hmm. Well, I mean, the, the good news about that is that it gives you access to uh, to an audience, to a larger audience that you can take with you on your various, you know, things that you do because you've got a lot of uh, you've got a lot of irons in the fire. Yes. And uh, when they, you know, I'm going to fall apart on that irons and fire analogy, but, you know, when you're whatever, 
when you're ready to make a sword, you've got people that are lining up to buy it. So, you know, that's in that's theory, a good thing to have, you know. In theory. Sure. Um, largely <laughs> from the experience of the past couple of years, when I'm ready to make a sword, there are a lot of people lining up to tell me how what I'm doing is not porn. Um, mm. Still plenty of various religions, uh, largely largely the Christians telling me that I'm a horrible person. Sure. Um, that never stops. And occasionally the one guy who's like, I'm gonna fuck your spleen. And I'm like, how 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 does one fuck a spleen? Actually don't tell me. Don't don't, don't describe that. Thanks. Should I feel no, it's more like <laughs> should I feel concerned for my physical well being or like really curious about right, this? Because right. <laughs> I'm having both reactions. Um yeah, I mean, it, do you take it in the same vein as somebody's like, I'd suck your dad's dick to, uh, as a tribute, you know what I mean? Or I'd drink your bath water, things like that. Or do you take it as like a literal thing where like, they're like, I always wanted to fuck a spleen, I bet yours would be neat, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. I have no idea. And, um, and I don't know how, <clears throat> I know, I know Google Translate has improved drastically in the past couple of years. Um, and I don't know how it ever was with people writing in Turkish and translating it to English. So it could, it could also be that specifically the spleen fucking guy was just a major translation error. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody somebody sent me a poem the other day in Turkish. Okay. Put it into the, the translate. And it, the first translation definitely looked like the guy had said I was a demon. Mm-hmm. And like some other strange things. It's like, well, it is poetry. <laughs> like <laughs> poetic license. Like that's where mm-hmm. poetic license comes from. And you may I, have meant like a succubus, perhaps. Yeah. Well, then I went, I went back um, and checked with him personally, and no, he was not calling me a demon at all, whatsoever, or anything else. It was just the translation was that fucked up. Okay. So you know. All right. So you're. Uh, I'd rather be a demon than have my spleen fucked. Is what I'm really trying to say here. Okay, that's a fair. It's a fair trade. I. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Demon, you get, you know, you get wings, right? You get wings as a demon. I think so. Pretty sure you get wings. You get horns. That's pretty neat. Yeah, you definitely get horns. I think you also get, you know, eternal life out of that deal. You know, you don't hear about demons dying, per se. Although, you might also be stuck in that kind of genie thing where you're, like, beholden to whomever's got a spell to summon you. And then you show up and be like, you know, yeah, what do you need? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm on my smoke break here, man. What you on? Need me kill a guy? Why? What is it? What's the problem? You know, I'm just you know, spitballing, really. You, know. you can write that down as a uh, as a scene for, for zero spaces. We don't we don't have to write it down because we haven't oh, recorded a podcast for it's, it's true. Somebody will remind us, like in a year. You know, you were gonna do a demon porn. <laughs> Is it an issue of wings? Because I got a wings guy. Everybody's got a wings guy. <laughs> those, those are the those are the best. Like in that in that gray area where it's not quite a complaint. 
Right. Those are the best kinds of those emails. It's like, so here's this resource that is perhaps the sticking point. Oh, you're wonderful. Right, right. Is the reason you didn't do this because you don't have access to why? Because I have a lot of whys. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So if you have anything like that, (laughs) that's always welcome in the old inbox as well. (laughs) You've got a really great wings person. (laughs) (laughs) If you got a wings guy, get a brother Um, this one's uh, interesting. This, this comes from Melvin. Uh, what are your thoughts on high tech sexual experiences like VR? Are you strictly low tech? Would it be weird if in the future people had proxy sex with androids? Now, the part in the middle where he says, are you strictly low tech? I'm wondering if he means like your personal preference, either in professional or public life, and or if he means you as in your business. Like, will Zero Spaces do a VR porn? Who knows? Oh, Jesus God. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there, there's actually, there, there are these guys, and I was supposed to pick up a prototype. Mm. Um, last week? Last week? And I didn't. Prototype, um, uh, the VR system? Yeah, the VR oh, nice. program. Um, cause it, most of what I've seen with VR porn is like a POV scene, yeah. but 3D. And I'm like, this is boring. Like, I get if you have a dick and you like to imagine yourself being the person whose dick is getting sucked. Like, I get that's cool and all. Personally, I am so fucking bored. <laughs> the whole thing, the last thing I want is a POV scene with bonus nausea. Like, it's just not. Um, mm. See that? Okay. Not really my thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But these guys reached out a few months ago and they were like, hey, we bet you have some thoughts on what could be done better I'm like of course i do that's, that's, <laughs> that's like I my do. second fa- favorite hobby <laughs> yeah. i uh i will get 3 a 3 a.m text from stoya where that's what she's been doing for two hours is having some thoughts <laughs> um it's fun it's not it's not a negative remark it's just sometimes you know because uh, the time difference uh, like I wake up and I'm like I've got six new messages I'm like oh shit is something wrong nope she's just got some thoughts <laughs> maybe and she'll write it she'll write it in the way that she's speaking now there's a lot of ums there's a lot of ellipses and stuff um and then the and then the next text message is oh wait oh no hold on <laughs> oh, I got it. Okay, so um you know, like I gotta get to it. What are we talking about? What's going on here? Uh maybe I'll consider emailing those instead. No, it's fun. I like it. It's good. It's fun to wake up and, and already have a thought on the on the brain, you know. Um Good morning. Are you considering <laughs> thinking? Because if so Yeah. Uh, I've had this thing recently where I wake up and my eyes don't work properly for the first three or four minutes. So I'll mm-hmm. stare at my screen and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going blind. Like, oh. I don't have glasses. I don't think I need glasses. Like, every time I take an eye test, it's like, oh, yeah, no, you're fine. 
for some reason the first like I need like early morning glasses or something. Well, not early morning because I wake up in the middle of the afternoon, but whatever. Uh, first part of the day glasses or something. So I wake up and I'm just blurry. So I'm like, hey. Uh. And if I'm like, oh, I accidentally woke up too early and I'm going back to bed, then I have the problem when I wake up later. Did I did I respond? I hope I didn't because I probably didn't say anything that made sense. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, that happens too. So it's, it's a whole thing. But um, yeah, you should get in on that prototype thing. It would be interesting to... <laughs> You know, try that out or it, whatever. It could be really interesting. Um, I feel like people consistently grossly overestimate the size of adult companies mm. and also of adult salaries. Mm. Like, people legit think I'm, like, Kardashian rich. And I'm like, oh, right. that's that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. That would... Uh, <laughs> I, Whatever. Um, a, a, a guy, um, a comedian of all things, uh, he was talking to me after a show and he had looked at uh, Riffopolis and seen our podcast. And he's like, so you're like, you guys, you guys like hang out and stuff? I was like, well, not that much because she lives in New York. But yeah, we, we have. And he's like, oh, do you, did she like fly you out to New York for meetings and stuff? And I was like, no, why would you do that? And he's like, well, you know, like, yeah, come stay at the mansion for a week. And I was like, the mansion? <laughs> Like, first of all, in New York. And I was like, how? Um, I didn't want to, like, hurt the guy's feeling. <laughs> it's like, no, no, she's multimillionaire. Yeah, of course. I know people uh, really have these yeah, no, I extremely know. bizarre ideas that, like, everybody is, like, half or something. Yeah, even half is broke. Yeah. Half is, like, he's sold off Playboy, selling the mansion, you know, uh, with the stipulation that he gets to keep his bedroom, which is really weird. Hey, buy my house. Also, I'm your roommate. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking weird. Strange. Yeah. yeah. So even he's not doing so hot. But, you know, in the, there was a time, I mean, the golden age of, uh, digital porn, you know, online porn, the golden age, and I worked through it, uh, was from about 2000 to about 2006. During that time, you could put up a credit card form and a titty and, uh, you paid your rent. Like, it was absurd. Um, uh, some of the companies I worked for charging $40, $50 a month for access to, like, 100 videos. And they'd brag about the 100 videos they had. You know, it was like, yeah, it's insane. Um, yeah. And then it all it all went away. And uh, now I mean, you partially gotta, you know, because of business practices like that. But, you know, whatever. It's, yeah, well, you yeah. know. It's like with it's just like with a lot of industries, you know. Like once somebody comes along and goes, "Wait a minute, <laughs> we can do this much cheaper," you know. Uh, then everybody else is like, "Shh, don't do that." Just quiet, 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 quiet. Uh, yeah, that happens. Uh, yeah, the there was a um, there was a video I was watching. Um, I'm trying to remember where it was, but it was about VR porn, and there was a lady interviewing um, the uh, owners of this VR porn company, and she seemed very fixated on well, – tell me if you think this is a controversy. She seemed very fixated on this controversial idea that because of the idea that what they were doing is a 3D body scanning of adult models and then they could make their own VR porn with this, you know, 3D model or mm -hmm. the the customer could 
uh, put them into situations and positions uh, of their choosing kind of thing. And she went right into like, well, what if they uh, rape the avatar, essentially? Um, what about that? Like, that's what they set her up to do. And the guys were like, well, obviously we'll have some limits to what they can do. But you could also tell they were confused of like, I also don't know if that's, uh, you know. And she asked the girl who was getting 3D body scanned. She was like, what if they rape your avatar? She was like, I don't care. Like, I'm getting paid regardless so whatever. And I don't know. Where did this interview woman come from? Um, I mean, I, I, I'm try. I think I saw it on Gizmodo or something like that. But I, I remember after watching the video, the first thing that came to my mind was like that lady's really obsessed with the raping of the avatars. And the comments for the video were everybody. That's pretty much what everybody said. Everybody was like, "What? What is with the?" She's very, very concerned about this. Yeah. Is that a, is that a, I mean, is there a moral, uh, you know? Uh, <laughs> this was not a planned topic. This let's <laughs> finish the VR question and then circle back. Um, uh, so, porn, very small budgets. We're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all clear on that. Apparently, yeah. the general public, not so much, but very small, very small budgets. <coughs> um, but the idea is to make quality shit that uh, can create larger budgets. So yes, if always. You, if, you, if you want higher quality, you, but to come, you know, support it. Screaming out of the gate. Yeah, no, with not virtual so much. reality. Yeah, like you, you need to be able to pay an army of tech people, and tech people are expensive, rightly so. But like skilled in high demand. Yeah, that's expensive. Mm. Um, or you know, you could always just like take them on as interns or whatever. But then, <laughs> then you're one of those companies. Yeah, um, I don't even know how to answer the strictly low tech. <laughs> what? Um, what did we think that means? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I, I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure if that was like in your personal life kind of thing. I mean. It's safe to say Stoya does not have a VR setup at home where she um, fucks uh, fake uh, 3D uh, models um, by sitting on a dildo and watching VR. I, I can say that. <laughs> so I guess in that sense, you are strictly low tech in your personal life. I guess so. I mean, I, <laughs> I also feel like the human body is one of the most like <clears> – <throat> <clears throat> Intricate. <coughs> uh, cough, cough. <laughs> One of the most intricately high tech uh, things. Yeah, basically. Sure, sure. I could see that. Hmm. Proxy sex with androids. Yeah, proxy sex with androids. So this also gets into the 3D avatar rape question. Um, now, I, I maybe you're, you're well more well versed in this. In my mind, isn't it just sex with an android? What would be the proxy part of that? That's, uh... Or is it like it, well, you, you could implant see, a this, personality into the android, maybe? I don't know. This feels... And I do, I do have two years of sex advice columnist under my belt. Um, <laughs> oh, you, you don't want to know what my inbox looked like in those days. Um, this feels... 
like some kind of leading question. And I see a few different ways it could go. It could go, he's super judgy, Melvin, Mm. and wants to hear, quote, yes, it would be weird if in the future people had proxy sex with androids. But it's probably not that. Yeah, that's not the what I I'm suspect getting. is that he really wants to have sex with androids. Mm-hmm. And he's got some sort of like deep shame thing going on about it, which could be any number of things going on. I am not a head doctor, so mm. it's not my place to go any further into the whys of why he's sort of stuck yeah. on this in some way. And... One of the ways that you know that a man has their dick in their hand when they're typing to you <laughs> is they just go wild with the extra words, like the the redundancy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's yeah. So I wonder. I wonder if he had like sort of a chubby happening mm. in see. his pants here because right, right. he didn't. He didn't go wild with them. It's just just this one proxy sex with. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, when sometimes when you see those, um, would it be weird or is it weird? Uh, those questions uh, coming from men. Um, it's yeah, it's it's the search for a validation. Is it weird? But you know, is that weird? Is it? It's. I'll, you'll bet you probably think it's totally weird, right? And they're like, you're like, no, it's not. And they're like, yes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Or you're like, yeah, it's kind of weird, and then they crumple, and yeah. you never get to the, but everybody's got some weird thing. Everybody. Yeah. Like, and if they don't, then it's just waiting to bubble to the surface, or there's some kind of like heavy religion in the way, mm. or they're asexual or pretty close to it. Well, now, <coughs> Alex and I on our uh, – on other podcast that I do on Riffopolis called Vulgar Tech. Uh, we have discussed at some length um, sex robots, if you will. And he has it in his head. Uh, just, before before we move on from weird oh. rose petals and candles, it's fucking weird. Okay, fair. And that's what we point to as like normalcy. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Well, candles aren't so bad, but the rose petals, sure. It's yeah. a bit much. It's a bit much. You don't need to dismember a poor plant just to get no. your get your sex on. Um, looks great in the movies, though. Maybe that's that's where it comes from. You know what I mean? Probably. As does standing in the rain with a boombox. You know. High fidelity. Uh, I think it's say anything. I think. Okay. Every John Cusack movie, he ends up in the rain at some point. Oh, so, okay. So you, you, it's not like you're far off on that. All right, cool. So, um, sex with androids. Yeah, so he has it, his, uh, his thinking, his theory, whatever, if you'd call it. Cause I was like, I would, I would be fine. I would love to have a robot made that did cleaning, uh, sorting through letters, let's suppose. Uh, hey, I want a drink, make me a martini, whatever. Be all about that. And he has his mind, he's like, well, eventually you'd fuck it, and then that would be that would be your sex robot. You'd you'd be fucking your sex robot, you know. You wouldn't need it as a maid anymore, or whatever. And I've I've I'm like I don't know that I would necessarily uh, fuck my robot maid. 
but I, I also definitely wouldn't end up just using it for that purpose. And, uh, you know, and my argument to him is, well, like, you, you, you fuck your wife, but that's not all you ever do. She's still a human. You still go out to dinner and you still watch TV together and you go to comedy shows and, you know. I'm So why would it be different with a robot? I don't know. <coughs> I'm already so pro Android rights. Um <laughs> I'm like, why why are we why are we building maids at all? I mean, are they going to be of course they're not gonna be fairly compensated because we already don't fairly compensate the ones we oh god. Um How do you compensate an Android? Well, you have to ask it um, <laughs> in this hypothetical future where we have androids. Um, well, we have a robot vacuum. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like where it becomes a question of morality at all mm. is when there are creatures with some kinds of some kind of like conscious ability to make choices. And well, some kinds of uh, some kind of consciousness, and then it becomes a question of well, what, what is it? Are the they consciousness choosing? or the the uh, the free will? So it's, I think it's the consciousness. Okay. I don't See, I'm 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 the asshole in the robot movies who's like, it's a fucking robot, <laughs> and that's that's the programmer in me. You know what I mean? I I think if it can do things on its own, but I also think that like humans are pretty much just easily programmable sacks of meat. Like, yeah, yeah, we're we're really really simple creatures. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's there's arguments made that there is no free will. Everything is done, you know, as like a reflection of something in the past and the future and the current and and your mindset and your emotional uh, place in the world and yeah. Yeah, but like just more simply than that, if it can do things on its own, it ought to be allowed to have free will or like quote unquote free will. Okay. Well, the robot vacuum does things on its own. It decides it is time to clean the house and I'm going to start in this corner. Even though we go, no, that corner is already clean, Roomba. Go to this corner and you have to pick it up and put it over in the other corner. Like Start here, Roomba. And then we have little, you may have seen throughout the house, little plastic little towers that are about four or five inches tall. And those are walls. So the Roomba doesn't go near those. The Roomba goes, oh, okay, that's a wall. They're not actual walls. It's a virtual wall. But the Roomba thinks that's a wall. So it doesn't, it, it doesn't go beyond that point. <laughs> it's a thing you can do. And, uh, yeah, so you can either do it as a straight wall or you can do it as like an orb. So, like, if you put okay. it in the center of a room, a Roomba would not get within five feet of it on any side. Okay. As an example. <laughs> That's a quote-unquote decision it makes. But, again, it's not. It's just the programming, you know. And so, yeah. you know, again, I'd be the asshole in the robot movies. It's like a fucking robot, you know. <laughs> would, you, um, would you have a robot made? Um... Probably not. Okay. <laughs> I feel... Um, I feel like there is definitely a future where I end up cohabitating with a robot maid because of a roommate or an Andrew or whatever. Like, just all of these other people in my life are so very pro-robots. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. And also Siri. 
they ask Siri things. I, yeah, I don't, uh, I made the mistake one time of getting really, really high and. Oh no. Yeah. And I, and I jokingly asked Siri, uh, why won't you love me? And I, I, if I recall correctly, and this was the crux for the, for the, the podcast I started called Mitch Gets High, and I never actually posted this. Um, but the night this happened, I just hit record on my computer and started talking because it was just such a, it, it was, it was funny at first and then it kind of got into weird metaphysical. But at first, I, well, I believe what she said was, I'm sorry, I just can't. <laughs> And I was like, you know, kind of laughing. <laughs> and then, then I got metaphysical with it. And I was like, what if that's true? Like, what if they program her to never say anything like love just in case people fall in love with Siri? You know, and like, so no, no, if anybody talks about love, make sure you just say that's not in your programming. You can't do that. You're not allowed to love, you know. <laughs> And, and then I was, and then I, that I was exploring this fictional character who, like, that's all he wants is series love. And he, like, constantly is like, why won't you love me? And she's like, I just can't. And it just, I was just like, if I were a little less mentally stable, uh, that, that one moment of being high and asking Siri to love me would have been my undoing. Quite possibly. You know, like, I could see that spiraling downwards into, like, a like, a a terrible, uh, I don't know, black hole of self-loathing. Um, <laughs> but thankfully, uh, I was just high. And so <laughs> it was fine. Oh, thank God. Um, uh, so don't, uh, I, I do not recommend getting high and asking Siri to love you. No. Um, so Melvin, mm. people having sex with androids in the future will only be as weird as candles and rose petals, possibly slightly less weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think the order of, uh, robot, uh, things goes, uh, strict utility, uh, then utility and slight, uh, uh, lofty convenience. Um, like, like we have the Amazon Alexa, uh, Amazon uh, Echo, as they call it in the living room. And you can walk in and say, you know, Alexa, you know, what's the weather? Uh, who won the, who won the Cubs game today? Uh, you know, what's the recipe for a strawberry cheesecake? You know, whatever. You can ask her these various things and she just starts spouting off different shit. You can tell her to play music and different things like this. I say her. See, I'm already there. That's a sort of lofty convenience. I haven't, we haven't used it for anything useful ever. Um, but, uh, except for music occasionally, but, you know, uh, as, as robots and robot assistants get more like capable, it'll go from like, oh, you know, a, a vacuum to like, it'll cook you a meal. You know what I mean? Uh, to your specifications and make sure that, you know, you can input all the, uh, um, allergies of your guests coming over. And uh, they'll make sure that none of those items end up in the final product or things like that. Then I think the the evolution beyond then will be just strictly, you know, pleasure based things. <laughs> a robot who makes up songs on the fly and sings to you. A robot that'll stroke your dick. You know, things like that. Um, I would I would actually I totally have a cat feeding robot. Mm. That would. They kind of have those. They have self-feeder things that are 
yeah, that have a bit of programming. Like the one cat has to be on the special food and mm. it's canned because according to the vet we're using now, um, dry food makes the cats gain weight, but wet food does not. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. I had that with my last cat. That's how he had a diabetic. Oh. I fed him f- dry food for 14 years and. Mm. They were like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. And I was like, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I know. Uh, with Brocky, he was all wet food until like a month and a half ago. He, he, But he started being a pain in the ass about eating. And then we all had to go out of town for, for the wedding. And uh, I was like, well, I can't leave wet food out. That dries up. And as soon as it gets even slightly dry, he doesn't want, you know, if it's been out for an hour and a half, he's like, nope, fuck this. New can, please. <laughs> Because he's a pain in the ass. Uh, so I put out dry food for him, and uh, he loved it. So now he eats dry food, mostly. Um, and I need to get him back on the wet food, but whatever. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, a robot for that would be nice. <coughs> and you, you'd consider maybe having a robot made if, say, you lived with somebody who had a ro- robot made. You'd be like, fine, we have a robot I'd robot be like, okay, made I am fine with the robot made. But not a robot lover. That's where you... Call it quits. That's where you go. You, nah, I'm I'm good. I don't need a robot lover. I mean, I don't. I don't feel. <coughs> I don't feel ready to commit to any statements here. Because <laughs> okay. I mean, by the time by the time they have robots that can be sexual partners, I'm going to be at least forty five. Yeah, yeah. I might be so over dating by then mm, right right yeah that's that's fair i suppose so right. yeah robots are assholes yeah i get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess at some point you just have to be like i'm fucking just done it's gonna be me and cats now yeah it's me and cats well either be like it's just gonna be me and cats or like fine i'll fuck the robot <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and we had uh, a question about barebacking from an anonymous uh, user. Uh, from a woman's point of view, if there's ever a good reason to not use the condom, uh, the risk versus reward seems maybe a bit high. Is there a difference on the on the women's uh, on the woman's side of of, uh, of the equation? <coughs> oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> First. From androids to barebacking. Yeah. Welcome back, kids. Um, we've women, missed you. Women are individual humans. <laughs> um, for a woman who is in a committed, monogamous, fluid-bonded kind of thing. and Sorry, fluid-bonded? Fluid-bonded, yeah. It's the thing like poly people do or whatever. Um where they're like, we're only sharing fluids with each other, and there's like an agreement made. Oh, I see, I see. So no barebacking the uh, the outsiders. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then again, even that has like, if it doesn't have specifications involved, then it's dangerous in its own sort of way. But um, so if if a woman is in a thing with a person and neither of them share fluids with anyone else. And they've all gone and gotten tested and they're negative for everything. And this woman is (coughs) 
on some form of very reliable birth control or the man has been sterilized or like whatever, then the risk to reward is way different than yeah. it is for like me where I'm like, I can't take hormonal birth control. It makes me crazy. Um, and I don't, I don't ask my partners to refrain from exchanging fluids with anyone else. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be particularly happy if one of my partners requested that of me. It would interfere incredibly with my job. Um, and then I just like manage the, whatever, all the testing windows. Um, but the risk, the risk for me is incredibly high mm-hmm. because high babies, mm-hmm. not. <laughs> And yes, there are abortions. Yes, there's the morning after pill. You know what I like even better than that? Not getting pregnant in the first place. Um, So reliable condoms are Mm. also sort of a thing. Um, And yeah, where was I? Well, uh, probably on a personal point, do you go with the pull-out method? I've, I've gone with the pull-out method. Um, Coitus interruptus. Yeah, and obnoxiously enough, the only quickly terminated but pregnancies I've had have been from condom fuck-ups, not mm. from... <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> and you would think it would be all the pull-out method, but No. No. <laughs> well, cause you like, get, you get, you get a little too cocky about, you know, you're like, you, you put so much faith in the condom that you're like, now I'm going to stay deep inside and completely unload before, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. So risk, risk, they're very high. Mm. Um, the reward. I mean, is it more fulfilling? Is it, do you, do you say like, well, the risk is worth it because it's just so much more intimate and rewarding? Um, (laughs) I, I also just don't like semen inside me. Okay. Like on general principle, it does that thing. Yeah, like, slowly you know, seeps it, out throughout the day. Yeah. Well, there's that, but there's the other thing where it, um, when it hits a liquid, it gets kind of gluey. Okay. So then it's hard to get it all out. Yeah. All right. And so then I have a gluey vagina, which I don't enjoy. Sure. Um, so I'm also like, I can't imagine why anyone would want ejaculate inside of them aside from like clearly this is a thing people enjoy but sure, I have no personal sure. access to it um the sensation is really different vaginally i don't know about anally um but vaginally the sensation is much more like high definition in a way without the condom because the condom does this like wrapping thing mm. Smooth, smooth material. Hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. I feel like when you first first broached the possibility of the question, I did a way better job of answering it. 
<laughs> well, apologies, but I, I I feel like that's that's a perfectly acceptable. I, I guess uh, you know, uh, from my end, like I've I've long been paranoid about uh, pregnancies as well, and I don't uh, trust anybody who you know. Oh no, I'm on the pill. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless I literally saw you take it, like even then, I'm still I don't really trust anybody. So. Um, because to me, the risk is like even higher because, you know, I, I, I fully believe it's the woman's choice, but that also means that it's their choice and not mine. And if they choose that I need to pay for something for 18 years, I, uh, I'm fucked yep. and I have no recourse for that. And so, yeah, I, I've, I've been, uh, Mob condom for, you know, I can count on one hand the number of women I've done the barebacking with. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's surprising to me when I've been on dates, uh, or whatever and, uh, we go to have sex and I'm like, okay, let me just grab a condom. And the number, I've lost count the number of times they went, oh, okay. And I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> you were just ready to throw caution in the wind on that one? All right. That's concerning. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's like when you, you know, in a weird way, that's the, that's the, that would be the condom test. Like if they, if they put up some concern, then I'd, I might be a little less inclined. But the fact that they're like, oh, if you're going to, oh, I thought you were just going to go right in. And I'm like, well, then I definitely need a con. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're that prepared. Um, yeah. But yeah, just generally speaking, I, I, I don't. It's, it's, it's hard for me to enjoy uh, condomless sex because the paranoia. Um, and I, I guess in my mind, I was like, well, it, it must feel better because why would anybody risk that? So there must be like something that you know, changes that sensation. <coughs> so that's good to know. I mean, it definitely changes the sensation, but we also have all this like weird cultural stuff. Yeah. Where like we framed in a lot of places, condoms is this barrier to intimacy or something. And it's like, well, hmm. yeah, may- maybe if like, risking unplanned pregnancies and sexually transmittable infections is the idea of intimacy. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's so, well, I mean in, in movies, both, you know, your standard mainstream and, you know, pornographic, the, the condom discussion never comes up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rarely. I know. Uh, um, kink. I don't know if they still do, but they used to, Use barriers, not use barriers, like whatever the performers wanted. Yeah. And it was secondhand information, but supposedly the owner said they weren't able to tell any difference um, in <coughs> sales. Right. With whether barriers were used or not. Um, same thing with the Around the World in 80 Ways videos. Like, the couple that had condoms and did just as well as the rest of them. Well, you've, but you've advocated, um, against any of the condom laws. Yes. And that's 
I assist, I assume, I'm not going to try to put words in your mouth, but I assume based on most of the adult industry uh, people I know, uh, it's not uh, a, an income or sales uh, thing. It's more of the uh, the way that it's in, in the way that uh, it's it's suggested to deal with. No, you have to wear a condom. That's the problem. Is the uh, them getting involved? Uh, a, a government oversight to make sure that there's a condom on every dick I is have, predominantly the issue. I have a couple of major problems with it, um, or with them them being the all the condom laws. Uh, one is just like a okay, yeah, sure. From one angle, it's pornography. It's a capitalism oriented business. Mm-hmm. You know, like all businesses in the U.S. So there's like there is definitely that aspect of it, but at the same time, we have women and other receptive sexual partners, but a lot of women having sex. It's not okay to tell women that they have to put things in their bodies. Mm. Same thing with receptive male partners, like whatever. But my my specific concern here is the thing where we tell women what they have to put in their bodies or what they have to keep in their bodies or what people can do to their bodies. We got to be real careful with that. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> the thing is, none none of the condom laws that have been proposed or put to vote or like whatever in the past what like seven years now yeah something like that yeah seven to ten something like that yeah they don't seem to actually give a shit about sexual health right so if i'm if i'm looking at the array of dangers with putting parts of people that have mucous membranes or have fluid coming out of them inside my mucous membranes. I'm worried. I'm real worried about um, antibiotic resistant gonorrhea. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of worried about HIV. I'm pretty worried about hepatitis C, like about as worried as I am about HIV. Okay. And then, you know, there's like chlamydia and syphilis, whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I should probably worry about syphilis a little more because in the past few years, um, infection rates have been on the rise. Or a few years ago, infection rates were on the rise. I haven't checked in the past 18 months or so. Um, so what exactly is a condom on every penis going to do for the easily oral to genital and or no easily genital to oral and possible oral to genital transmission of gonorrhea in borderline untreatable form Hmm. I don't know I don't have an answer for that it'll kill you just as dead and it's I don't know. I feel, I feel like if there were actually 
Like if they were actually concerned about sexual health, there would be like production companies have to spend this much on like STI awareness right. stuff or like run a little thing before the videos or whatever. Um, or they would be pretty concerned about antibiotic resistant gonorrhea as well. And right. they would be concerned about possible transmission of syphilis if it's present because syphilis can be a huge, like it can totally wreck your life too. Right. Um, but it's, it just seems like a lot of just like hyper focus on condoms and HIV. And it's not that those things, like it's not that condoms aren't good and it's not that HIV isn't something that is deeply life affecting that requires medical treatment for the rest of your life. But there, there's like other dangers and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, hi, did anybody catch the fact that Ebola can live in semen for a really long time? I did not know that. Oh yeah. They found, um, the, it's not the CDC. I want to say it's the World Health Organization. Um, whoever was doing a lot of the coordinating during the last Ebola breakup outbreak, they, they found out that, um, live virus can live in semen for months and months and months after recovery. I'm going to censor this entire part out of the podcast so I don't ruin my social life, but okay, good to know. <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean, it's not like they, they just, Whichever organization it was, they were like, okay, so condoms, really, really important, um, which is totally the case there. And if you're only going to do one thing, condoms are the thing to go with. Right. But it's also like, God, there's so many other options. And if we're finding out Ebola, like testicles can be a reservoir for it. Who knows what else? And like, why, why is this one group that... <laughs> Michael Weinstein and the AHF. Like, why are they so focused on trying to jam a super 90s version of sex ed down the entire porn industry's throat? It's really strange. Uh, God only knows. It may, maybe it's a voyeuristic thing. Oh, we'll get a, we'll get somebody in there to make sure that everybody's wearing condoms. Yeah. We'll end on a on a happier note. Um, I showed you earlier the 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 craze uh, that hit very briefly at the end of 2016. It's still still occasionally going strong in 2017. The uh, the one finger challenge. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, you can Google it uh, or there's a subreddit for it because of course there is uh, one finger challenge r slash one finger challenge. And it's uh, whereby usually a woman, but, you know, male as well, um, somebody stands naked in front of a mirror with their phone and with just one finger covers all of the nudie parts in one uh, in one fell swoop. And what's interesting is never those never get taken off of Instagram. Like, you know, I'm sure there's been a few that have been taken down, but <coughs> predominantly not an issue because no no pink parts are showing um which i think is fascinating where what's your uh, do you have any thoughts on the one finger challenge <laughs> I, I have some thoughts on the one finger challenge and instagram actually <laughs> so there's this like 
<clears throat> there's this thing that happens when you take your clothes off on the internet and have social media accounts, which is that then people follow you and mm-hmm. then they want to see things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them want free naked pictures. And I'm like, that's what Google's for. Um, right, right. Well, in your case, that's what Google's for. Yeah. I mean, I can remember the heyday of Instagram before Facebook bought them. It was there was a lot of naked accounts. I thought, oh yeah, those were great. I missed those. Anyway, but and then then there are people who just you know kind of want to be like a little involved and kept in the loop and and making porn. I have this constant problem of I'm editing a thing that I can't show you. Without censoring it somehow. Um, oh, yes, yes. On Instagram, usually use sticky notes <laughs> over half the screen. <laughs> yeah, sticky notes or like a pen or right, right. my finger. One time it was my thumb and Wolf Hudson was like, I'd love to see the uncensored image of Stoya's hand. And so I sent him a picture of my hand and he was really happy. <laughs> um, right. Because we were having a nice joking moment together. Um, yeah. It's always good. Yeah. So the one the one finger challenge is kind of hilarious. Right. But also like one of those head tilt moments for me. Like with the um with the companies that require like still rely on security questions that are like, What was your first pet's name? Right. Like, who was your first school teacher? And I'm like, oh, in like ten years. The rest of the world is going to be dealing with, like, what happens when you've talked about your entire life all over the Internet. Yeah, yeah. And everybody knows the answers to all these questions. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we'll get there soon. And the One Finger Challenge just feels like Reddit, like, got to what it's like having to do the censorship dance real fast. Right, right. Well, I mean, I think Reddit's just collecting them from Instagram. It seems like oh, okay. it seems that way. I, I I could be wrong. It seems like a lot of these are. Well, I guess not. It seemed early on. It seemed like they were all from Instagram because they were all um, they were all squares, okay. you know. But it looks like no these these look like may have actually been just submitted straight to the the subreddit. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're all. I think it's still considered a not safe for work um, subreddit. As far as I can tell, um, for whatever reason, uh, <laughs> I mean, it technically wouldn't be the greatest idea to look at that at the workplace, but really, I'm like, maybe you know, not. I don't know. Like- well, it's funny to me because uh, everything on the internet is not safe for work. You're supposed to be fucking working. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you know, the man, the man who is sitting in the White House a few months ago, before he was elected, was talking about well, someone. Dug up a video of him talking about grabbing women by the pussy. Unless, unless nobody's allowed to look at the news at work. Like, I just, I fail to see how some, uh, some barely covered breasts are not safe. I will say it would be awkward in like a financial firm to walk past your coworker's computer and it's just, Nothing but, you know, naked women all over their screen because then you're like, what are you, is he having a wank? You know, that could be uh, awkward. Yeah. But, you know, having worked in the adult industry and making adult websites for as long as I have, it would be weirder to walk by somebody's screen and there wasn't naked people on it. So it doesn't <laughs> really affect me in that regard. Like I, <laughs> you and I have a similar, uh, 
because we're, we're, we're sort of warped <laughs> by like having lived not safe for work lives for so long that you tend to forget. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's, so that's happened to me a few times where I'm just showing somebody something and I'm like, Oh, I forgot. It's probably weird to just throw hardcore porn at somebody. You know? <laughs> like, oops. Uh, my bad. I just thought it was funny at the part where she fell real quick there, but she saves herself at the end. So it's really, it's quite an impressive cartwheel she does. And you're like, uh, yeah, but she's butt ass naked and spreading her pussy everywhere. And you're like, well, yeah, but let's, let's focus on the cartwheel. You know, <laughs> like I, it wouldn't, you know, I kind of, it's like, um, like one of my favorite tumblers of all time, uh, we've talked about before, it, indifferent cats and in porn. Have you seen that one? No, show me. It's it's a collection of images, sometimes videos of oh, hold oh. on, indifferent cats in porn. Now I have to just Google it instead of typing it. Oh, it's got hyphens in it. Wow, there is my problem. So yeah, there's indifferent just a, cats in amateur ah uh, amateur porn specifically hyphens all the way. Yeah, um, this is a little cat <laughs> off to the side there. Um, a lot of the video. <laughs> This girl's just trying to do a cam show, and there's a cat doing. There's another one. The cat wants to fuck with her hand while oh she's spreading God. her asshole. You know, it's <laughs> it's fun. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm heavily amused by that kind of stuff. Um, and unfortunately, you know, it's it's weirdly inappropriate to just show people this kind of stuff. Uh, but I think that's hilarious. These two people are fucking, and this cat decides <laughs> it wants to play with string in the middle of the scene. That's, that's funny to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you on that as far as the not safe for work stuff goes. Um, Pixel will come upstairs like as soon as soon as fucking is over. He will come upstairs and sometimes he will sit right in front of me and like aggressively purr. <laughs> like, it's. It's somewhat disturbing. Right. So, you know, it's, uh, this is all, I don't know. Yeah, cats. <laughs> uh, indifferent cats. Although really winter cats, not indifferent about things. They don't care what you're doing. They got things to worry about, you know. <laughs> so. That's a dog. Uh, yeah. You can't put a dog on the indifferent cats. No. That's cheating. Um, the dog did not look indifferent either. I will go ahead and I will add that to the list of uh, things to, uh, to link from the episode so that you all can enjoy indifferent cats and amateur porn. Yep. Um, yeah. And, uh, I think that'll do it for this particular episode. Uh, I hope it was worth the wait. Are you, are you really going to cut the Ebola? No, probably not. No, I usually just, I cut the parts where like, like, if I ramble too long or something like that, you know, that's the parts I usually cut. Why don't we call the podcast Indifferent Cats? Okay, we could maybe do that. I'm not I'm not opposed to that. Stay tuned, folks. We'll see if the, yeah, the, the podcast becomes Indifferent Cats. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yet again, uh, thanks for listening. Um, send your questions or uh, we got a few just notes of support and just like, hey, that's awesome. You know, thanks for doing the thing and shit. And, and that, they were that's nice. always good. Yeah. They it's were always really good. Nice. So cool. Do that. And um, 
uh, we'll we'll have more news for you. I promise. We just have to talk to lawyers first. Oh, so many lawyers. So, uh, yeah, lawyer shit. No fun. Uh, until next time. Um, I don't know what what should they do in the meantime. Um, exercise their free will. Yeah, there you go. Exercise your free will. Um, as long as you're not hurting anyone who doesn't want to be hurt. Yes. All right, we're out. Or a cat. Never hurt a cat. Don't don't hurt or dogs. <laughs> Quick reminder: you can always send questions or topic suggestions to us directly. Go onto the website riffopolis.com. R i f f o p o l i s dot com. Quick jump to the podcast untitled podcast transitions and on that page you'll find links to both mine and Stoya's profile page and from there you can send a message directly we'll look over them and uh, if we're into it then you'll get a shout out thanks again for listening we'll catch you next time